G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today on 1629 SEN Hobart. Jack and Payne with Jack Revolt and Tim Payne. Good morning and welcome to another big episode of Jack and Payne uh, with me, Jack Revolt, and of course the Australian Test Cricket Captain, Tim Payne. Thanks to our friends, Harrison Agents, Tasmania's real estate specialist. Payne, welcome to the show. Morning, Jack. How are you, mate? Not too bad, not too bad. Bit of somber weekend for you, mate. Uh, how are you feeling this week after yeah. a result on the weekend? A little bit flat, mate, if I'm totally honest. Um, went up there with, with grand expectations. I was actually driving up, picturing myself on the way home, thinking I'm going to book a flight to Brisbane, I'm going to go and watch the Bombers next week. And then the rain came in and, let's be honest, it just spoiled, it spoiled the day for me, but um, otherwise a fantastic weekend for Tasmanian sports fans with two huge AFL finals, one great game, one... One okay, one great game if you're a Bulldogs fan. Many Bulldogs scarfs out the windows on the way back down through Campbelltown? No, I didn't spot too many, to be fair. And even at the ground, there weren't too many. There was one section um, right where I think at one stage Jake Stringer had a shot for goal and they were absolutely hosing him. But um, apart from that, it was a very pro-Essendon fan as we expected it would be. Two sold-out finals, um, obviously with a smaller crowd capacity, mate. Big week. And it shows the AFL and the people watching at AFL House that certainly uh, Tasmania is a viable option for big games of footy, doesn't it? Yeah, I think certainly. I think we saw as well earlier in the year, didn't we, when Hawthorne played Essendon to have two big clubs down in Tasmania for possibly the first time, I think it was, to have 15,000 there that day. Uh, And then again over the weekend to have two capacity or, or give granted there was only 10,000 allowed in but to, to have both those games sold out in a matter of hours shows that if we get the quality content of AFL footy that we want down here that people are certainly going to support it and um, I think it bodes well looking into the future if we have our own team um, playing north or south of the state I think it's going to get amazingly well supported so it was it was a fantastic weekend of footy. And the question on the uh, tip of everyone's tongue, mate, is uh, you, you flagged the stop in ba- uh, the, the bakery on the way up to uh, yep. the game. What, what did you order in the end? from? And where did you go, actually? I, I ended up... When we got up there, it was very busy. Campbelltown, for a quiet Tasmanian country town, was absolutely pumping. We were trying to do the math, actually, when we left Campbelltown. We wonder what Campbelltown's banjos, what it, what it took over the whole weekend, because it was, it was lined up. People coming out the door to get this, the famous... Uh, party pies and sausage rolls, but I actually went for the uh, Cajun chicken focaccia um, and a uh, almond latte just oh. to get me through that last bit of the drive. I needed a bit of a pep up. So. Almond latte. The almond latte. I've tried it once. I don't even know why I tried it, but um, ever since I have, I, I haven't looked back. Um, so it's become a, a constant for me, the almond latte. Oh, we've lost you, mate. We've lost you. Well, <laughs> I don't know whether you caught this one, Painy, but... Um... Our man uh, David Flash Lithgow actually caught himself a bit of a break on the weekend, and he did. It was very lucky that he it. actually commentated both the finals for SEN Hobart. I think SEN Hobart's first AFL broadcast. Very exciting for our man Flash. Yeah, it was very exciting for for David. He was uh, a kid in a candy store the day before when he got the call from Big Hutchie. He couldn't believe. I think when his phone came up and it was Hutchie rigging him. So. Um, yeah, it was huge for, huge for Flash, huge for SEN Hobart as well to broadcast live from the game. But 
Um, what I've been really disappointed in, Jack, and I'm not sure if you have, is, is again, we've basically put Flash on the map here. We've opened... He's, he's publicly stated before that his dream would be to call an AFL game live. Now, not only have we put him on the map to be able to do that, he made his debut in a final. It's Marlon Pickett-like kind of stuff in terms of his commentary. And I haven't had so much of a text message... I don't know if you have a present, a glass, of, a bottle of wine or some flowers, anything from Flash to say, hey, lads, thanks for helping me out, helping me achieve my dreams. But no, nah, he's just left us in his wake at the moment. Yeah, has, hasn't he? And no doubt he's been sending Hutchie messages left, right and centre. We, oh. we will ask him this a bit later on, but what do you reckon he saved Hutchie in his phone as? Has he saved his oh. big Hutch man or a Craig Hutchinson or boss? Or no, what? I think he's gone on nickname yeah, already. He's, he's just Hutchie. We, we, we will ask him, one, what he saved his, uh, his number and his phone yep. as, and also what he calls him now that they're best friends. Yeah, well, they, they seem, if you ask David, we'll have to check this with Hutchie at some stage. Maybe we can get him on our next episode to run it by him. But Flash tells me they've struck up a really close relationship straight away. So uh, that'll be interesting going forward. He was in the, uh, well, Craig Hutchison was uh, in Launceston on the weekend. Uh, and he actually is, uh, is dating a, a Launceston girl. And, well, he's been pretty strong on Tasmanian football too, Hutchie, and he um, uh, was on Footy Classified during the week and had this to say. I've had a good look at Tasmanian football here on the weekend with both games, and there's a plan here that works for everyone, all clubs, league, and the Tasmanian government in the next year if everyone puts their minds together. Here, this is what I would do, Lordo. 22 games in Tasmania starting next year. The way you can put this deal together is pretty simple. The AFL and the Tasmanian government do it together. The Tasmanian government gets 22 games and they pay for it. I think 15 to $20 million is about achievable in this deal. 11 and 11, 11 in Hobart and 11 in Launceston. And the same slot every week. Build a signature 4.30 twilight slot here in Tasmania after local football. Then the AFL can do the deal with the clubs. They can give four to Hawthorne in Launceston here and four to North Melbourne should they choose in Hobart. And the other 14 games, well, they really go to tender. Who needs them the most? Who's prepared to go? And the AFL's got that money that the Tasmanian government would give them to fish out to the 14 home games. And every club would give up you know, one or some clubs might give up two. And then what would happen in return is the Tasmanian government could establish its team, its club early. Football Tasmania, just call it for a moment. And that entity would have 22 matches of revenue. They'd have all the LED signage, they'd have all of the hospitality and the ticketing. They'd in essence get a revenue stream, albeit underpinned by the government, to get started on and get in the business of managing games while they wait for a team in the years to come. The AFL centralises the money. Hawthorne and North Melbourne don't need to worry about the sponsorship. And other clubs can share in Tasmanian footy and we can build some momentum here across the state through the course of its future. A little bit to digest there, Payne, but um, he's uh, well. He's, he's thrown it out there as an idea, and clearly it's been a, a big talking topic, topic certainly on yep. this program and a lot of programs after the Colin Carter report was was released nearly a month ago. What are your initial thoughts on, on Hutchie's idea? Initially, I must admit, I like it. Um, there's, there's some obvious positives. There's some obvious sticking points, I think. I think the positives are... Um, the more games in Hobart, there's no doubt about that. I think the chance for a Tasmanian team or club to establish themselves a little bit earlier uh, and, as he said, create their own revenue through signage, hospitality uh, and the fact that we can start to manage games, um, big AFL games, I think that's a real positive. Um, I think the fact that it's, you know, he spoke there a little bit about, 50, about the cost being 15 to 20 mil, 
I think that's a bit of a stretch for the government at the moment. I think the current deal with North Melbourne and Hawthorne is around eight, eight million. So you're looking at doubling the investment. Um, I think that will will hit some hurdles. Um, but again, I really like the fact that it can the club can establish itself. It can set up its own revenue stream uh, and build into what's potentially its own team in. 2026 or 7 or whenever that is. You mentioned uh, big AFL games. Is the worry here that we're going to continue to see the lesser drawing um, sides, so sides that yep. are predominantly interstate, non-Victorian sides, come down and, and play Hawthorne and play North Melbourne, where in the past there's maybe been a bit of a lacklustre pickup from from certainly the yep. people in Hobart. Launceston's been a, a still a really strong stomping ground for, for crowds, but Hobart people probably haven't come out to show their support enough in those type of games. Yeah, and again, I think that's a, that's probably another worry. Um, the fact that the other 14 games that you're potentially giving to other clubs to incentivise other clubs, the big clubs don't need don't need them, do they? They make enough revenue. Your Richmonds, your Essendon's, your Collingwoods aren't going to say, yeah, I'll, I'll swap a game at 80,000 people at the MCG and we'll go down and play at Blunston in front of 15. So... Um, yeah, again, the, the ability to get the big clubs here in the big games, that will be uh, probably another issue. But the actual guts of the plan I actually quite like. Um, but, yeah, I think there's going to be some sticking points around it. But I like where his head's are. I like he's, he's thinking outside the square a little bit and he's trying to get footy, AFL footy happening more down here in Tasmania. If you strip it back for mine as well, I quite like the fact that there's, uh, this is a bit of a business-savvy idea for mine. So the industry of AFL, let's say, the Richmond Football Club turns over well over $70 million. So it's a, it's a big, big company, um, as most of the Victorian and even the Western Australian Adelaide teams are very big companies in their um, local economies or in their state economies that it actually gives um, a little bit of a teaser into people that are involved in Tasmanian football, what it does take to, to run an AFL team. Uh, take the football side away from things, the off-field side side uh, is, is extremely important and, and we're very lucky today Paney that we're actually going to have um, Adelaide's uh, recruiting recruiting guru uh, sorry recruiting guru Hamish Ogilvy who's obviously been involved in Tasmanian football for a long time he's going to come in and we can actually probably pick his brain a little bit of that, about that and, and what it looks like because it's such a big yep. big job no, really looking forward to that. No doubt. I think, you know, again, in, in theory, everything sounds great. The AFL team, all the 22 games that Hutchie's put on on the radar potentially for next year or his idea. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to Haggis coming on later so we can get a little bit more in-depth into what, what goes into running an AFL club. As you said, they're huge businesses now. We've seen that here um, at Cricket Tasmania just with the Hurricanes and you're going to have to times that by about 50 for an AFL club. So they're huge operations, a lot going into them and can't wait to chat to Haggis about that later in the show. Yes, I'm really, really looking forward to that. And we have got a big show. We will give a shout-out to Peter Gutwin, who we know is a little bit ill at the moment. He was, of course, our first ever guest on the uh, Jack and Paney show. Um, so best wishes to Pete. We hope he gets better soon. He's been obviously really strong with his support for Tasmanian football as Premier, and we, we really do appreciate his support, and we wish him well. Uh, so here, here. I mentioned later in the show, Paney, we have been teasing this for a long, long time, and he's been very hard to get this man because he's been... Gallivanting around the country, uh, holidaying in the Whit Sundays, um, but we have tracked him down, and that is, of course, the finisher, James Faulkner. He will be talking about 
um, well, the current predicament he finds himself in with uh, no contract with the Hurricanes. And uh, I think this might be the first time he's actually spoken about it. So looking forward that to is. asking him some questions. Uh, our first exclusive, Jack, too, I think, back f- in episode one. Our fir- yeah, our first exclusive, uh, which... Uh, I think Flash might have brought us that one. I'm, I'm not Did sure you? who brought put that one up on the table, but we're looking to, looking forward to chatting to, to James. Um, of course, we've already mentioned that recruiting guru and uh, Adelaide recruiter, Hamish Ogilvy, who's been involved in Tasmanian football for a long time um, and played football in Tassie as well, will join us for a chat. And, of course, we will check in on uh, SEN's number one caller. He's already uh, gone past, straight past Anthony Hudson. That, of course, is David Flash Lithgow. Well, this is Jack and Paney right here on SEN Hobart.